Welcome to The Porch. I'm Lindsay Bacardo, keynote speaker and virtual presenter for organizations who want to build strong, multi-generational teams. I believe that the modern day leader has a moral obligation to grow personally and lead others from a grounded and healthy and healed place. You're going to hear me bring on psychologists, neuroscience experts, storytellers, emotional intelligence researchers, really anything that helps a leader grow personally and ultimately impact the culture of their organization. This is where I bring my favorite thought leaders on these topics to teach and mentor us through our own growth. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to The Porch. Today is a very special day for me. We brought back a personal, truly a personal hero of mine, Claude Silver. She is the first ever Chief Heart Officer. She serves her teammates as a leader at VaynerMedia alongside the infamous Gary Vee. And she is regularly interviewed by Forbes Magazine and a lot of different media outlets to help us understand how to be empathetic, emotionally intelligent, and really just human in the work that we do together. Claude, thank you so much for coming. What a year to be a Chief Heart Officer. We know. We thought we did this a year ago, almost <laughs> today, and here we are. We're still standing, and it's, it's great to be here, so thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I'm so curious, as you have navigated this year, what are some misconceptions that you, that you either hear or that you see play out about human behavior in the workplace and what we really need out of work? Yeah. Anything stand out to you? Yeah, you know, I, it's it's to me, but I still sometimes am exposed to people that think soft skills, or as I like to call them, necessary heart, necessary life skills are not needed in the workplace. Like, yeah, it baffles me that they're, that that thought, uh, and I'm sure the, um, the application of that is still happening in cultures. And, and, you know, look, I believe we're, we're evolving towards and transforming our workplaces as we speak right now. And if yes. last year didn't do it, I don't know what will. But I am still confronted with, you know, that you just don't need love or heart in the workplace. And, you know, what do I say to that? That's a very little, literal way to take what it is we're doing, right? Yeah, that is wild to think about. Because if there was ever a time to understand the importance of how we work and how our emotions play into our productivity, it would be now. Yeah, absolutely. And it has such a knock on effect. You know, it's mm -hmm. like I, I said this the other day on LinkedIn, like what's good for you is good for me. Mm -hmm. You start to see that there is such a wonderful knock on domino effect that when, you know, when we share kindness and goodness and compassion, it just flows. Mm -hmm. You don't need to turn off the faucet. It just goes. And that's what we, we need more of. It, it, is, it just lends itself to creativity and uh, innovation, inspiration, and more, obviously, more retention and word of mouth referrals and all that good stuff. Yeah. And that's, and you really have to model that every day because you have a ton of interactions and it would be easy to feel. And I've seen it. I've seen where, you know, it's like you have to choose every day to approach life with this optimism, this emotional optimism that you talk about. There's a real advantage to that. Yeah. Well, can you share great. a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, there is there is no other way for me other than to be a positive person. Um, 
you know, I tried the alternative when I was uh, much, much, much younger in my teenagehood, and it just kind of left me feeling a little bit crusty and and not really good. And you know, mm-hmm. I I just believe that we need to we need to recognize our feelings and recognize our emotions. And as I say, you know, use our emotions as data to inform what's up, what's going on, what's going on somatically in our body, what's going on in our environment and surroundings. And I think then take that information and open up the door and do it again, open up the door and see what's out there with that attitude, with that, with that, you know, knowledge inside of you. It's not toxic positivity and by no means am I like a rose colored glasses type of person. I'm not, I'm really, really not. Yeah. Yeah. But I I just feel like, you know, we need, there's a lot of emotions. We all have a lot of emotions. There are a lot of emotions in the workplace for right, right, for for the right reasons, actually. Yeah. Happened in our country in the last year and that's okay. Let's talk about them. Let's hold space for them. Let's figure out how we can acknowledge them and then how we can use them to fuel us and ignite us to go forward. So this idea that you're talking about is we really can't separate our emotions and what we're experiencing from work. We, we never really put it down and say, now I'm going to be productive. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in the industrial revolution, we were told, you know, I'm sure that People were just told to like, come in, clock in, clock out, clock, clock, clock in, clock out. And that was a whole nother day in time where, you know, it was very physical. Then we went into the information age, which we're still in. We used our brain and brain and brain and very analytical thinking and engineering thinking and all of that. But like, you know, we're in this move towards like, towards being a human. Yes. <laughs> and Like the funny thing is like, we are human, you know, I'm going to get off the screen and be exactly the same person that you see me as right now. Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't change. And so my whole dealio is like, why does that change when we go into the workplace? Well, I get it. There's fear. Yeah. People that are like authority based and yeah, rah, rah, rah. And the, that the time, the times are changing and I could go on and on and on about, you know, what it's like to work for someone not like Gary and still bring in heart. Like it's totally possible. It's a lot easier when you work for someone like Gary, but there are, I'm sure on this screen, every single person's a CHO, the chief heart officer. And so continue being that person in your workplaces. People need you. Oh man. That's so, that's such a good reminder too, that no one has to give us permission to care for people's hearts or to think the way that you're thinking. Yeah. No one needs to give you permission other than yourself. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, 90, what is it? 85% of our inner dialogue is negative. Like when I learned that stuff, it blew me away. And 90% of that is all on repeat. Just blah, 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 blah. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. You know, that's some of my negative, Mm -hmm. my negative dialogue. And it's like that only holds us back from stepping into like what we know is right for us. Mm-hmm. And again, what is good for you is good for me. What is good for the goose is good for the gander. If it's right for me, it's probably right for the common denominator of people. Yeah. What, what else do you think we need emotionally or even relationally to do our best work? Whatever best work means, right? But what do you notice 
Like what ingredients when they're missing? I'll start. I would say one is psychological safety. If somebody doesn't feel like they can mess up or there's fear in their relationships at work, we're already not going to get the best solutions or the most creative solutions. Right. And so what does that mean? Yeah. Psychological safety, which equals trust. Mm -hmm. Trust is enormous. Respect is enormous. Mm -hmm. Uh, Autonomy is enormous. You know, these things such as um, humility, being faced with people who are like, I don't have all the answers. So yeah, go ahead. Take a shot at it, Claude. Mm-hmm. You know, people that actually know, you know, know how to give critical feedback that's helpful, but not judgmental on who you are as a person. Like no yeah. one comes to work to be like knocked down, <laughs> their personality knocked down. We all like, there's this invisible ink right here. I don't know if you can see it, but it says, help me grow. Yes. Every single one of us wants to grow. Progress is what we're, you know, motivation, like we're, we're, we we want that. So you need to be surrounded in cultures that are going to be trusting, going to give you autonomy, going to give you the right type of growth uh, at bats and opportunities that are going to say like, I don't have all the answers. Take a stab at it. You know, it's okay. I got your back. That kind of stuff. Respect. Yeah. And this, this other piece that you talked about, I'm sure you still talk about it, but I remember when you first said, I went, what? And then I grabbed Joseph Campbell's hero's journey and yeah. studied this and wrote a talk about it. Cause I'm like, this is brilliant. This hero's journey idea that when we come alongside someone else. We aren't meant to be the hero in their story. We're meant to be the mentor that comes alongside them, really giving people a chance to be their own hero of their story. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because you really nail this in everyday life. Well, I try, I mean, I try to, because I show yeah. up wanting to turn that other people person into a hero, you know, knowing yes. like, I'm like, I'm good. I, I, I got mine, you know, I, I yeah. got my meaning. Like I got, I got me and I choose to show up as an empathetic, you know, leader every single day. And I'm, I'm really trying not to use the word servant leader. I just want to put that out there, but oh, interesting shows up on the screen and it's just like, Hey, what can I do for you? How can I, how can I be of service? How can I be, how can I give you value today? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do? That's going to give you practical tips to, you know, do your job better or to face whatever better. Ultimately though, if you think about, um, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi to, or Yoda to Luke Skywalker, yeah. where is Joseph Campbell really helped create those, 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 uh, characters. That is the guy, the Sherpa, the coach, the wise person, whatever, the elder. That's like, hey, I want you to have everything you possibly have wanted and much more, obviously, internal, external. And so come along. I'm here for the ride. And I talk a lot about empathy as being a passenger rather than like, let me step inside your shoes, Troy or Lauren or Nikki. Like, you might not want me in your shoes, first and foremost, but like, you're probably going to want me to, to walk alongside you and make you feel like you're not alone. I got you, whatever you need. If you fall, I'm here, I'm rooting for you. That's a very different type of leader and leadership style than like, I have all the answers. Uh-uh. You may not, Suck Yes. Is this, is this part of, uh, you're making a distinction between that servant leadership versus empathetic leadership. I have my own like religious trauma that comes up when I think of servant leadership. Yeah. So I can't really mentally get there, but I'm curious, what makes you separate the two between servant leadership and empathetic? 
Well, I also think in today's day and age, the idea of a servant is not anything that we really want to um, uh, lean in on anymore. I think yeah. in our country in particular, I, you know, I, I, I want to I want to find a cure for racism. I don't want to uh, or solve for racism. I don't want to add to it with any kind of language that I use. Yeah. So, uh, and that that would if I'm a servant leader, then I'm serving masters, and that's just not what it's all about. So, empathetic, heart based leadership, like human leadership, whatever. We're we're all going to come up with a new term. Yeah. That's the distinction I I want to use because uh, I I don't want my words to ever feel like weapons to people. I think that's really wise to think about that. And I'm sure you will come up with, you'll, we'll come together come up with that. And then we'll all ask you to write the book about it, if that's okay. <laughs> it's so good though, because you pra- you're the practitioner. I know one thing that came up on LinkedIn that everybody was talking about today is that you kind of have a lot of, a lot of our dream jobs. Like, yeah. oh, if you know, this, this idea of like, I freely get to care for people. I can't imagine that. And um, do, do you find that interesting that so many people Maybe. long to have your, your type of title and your type of responsibility? How does I that do. hit you? I do. Well, I mean, it's, um, it may, it, it tickles me in many ways because, because you do, you already do. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. has, it. I, I have a great title. Let's not make any mistake about that, but I've always been me. And that's why I'm starting to say when I'm on screens like this, like, hey, every single person here, I am sure is a CHO or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. The the deal is do the work. The deal is show up as a listener. The deal is then take action. The deal is it's not about the title. It's just not. The the title, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And there will be many CHOs that come after me. Um, So it's all about the work. You know, it's all about like, do you really have a heart to do this? Like, do you really, are you, can you, do you really want to show up every 15 minutes, every half an hour over and over and be like, how can I be here? What can I do? What can I, who can I connect you to? Okay, great. Let me tell you why we say things like that. You know, like mm-hmm. you gotta be, you gotta be in it to win it. And this is all I would, this is all I, uh, all I want to do. And I would do it with or without the title. And so, yeah. Um, but yes, it is. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's heartwarming that this means something to people because the more we bring this into our workplaces and companies and soccer teams and whatever else you're doing, the, the better this universe will be in, in time. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? And this, this piece that you're talking about too, when everybody asks you about your title or how you got it, it seems like part of it is this is the natural culmination of my life. I'm doing this because it's an expression of who I am. It's not really something I'm reaching for. It just is what I was to do next. It was, look, I quit VaynerMedia. Yeah. You know, when, when I told Gary I was resigning, he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I only care about people. I only care about the heartbeat of this place. It just said, I just said heartbeat. I, I could have said, I, I care about the pulse. And I yep. would be chief pulse officer. <laughs> it just so happens that when we sat down four months later, he's like, that's it. You're coming back. You're going to be chief heart officer. He and I had already been talking about human beings as heartbeats. Yes. It just made sense. And he's a phenomenal brand, you know, creative. And he's a, you know, he's, you can brand anything. You know, if you can brand a bottle of wine, empathy, you can brand just about anything. So, um, and then that wine is good, by the way. It is. That wine yeah. is delicious. Yeah. We, yeah. And yeah, it's, 
Oh, were you going to say? No, it's a total culmination of like all the tools and skills. And if I wasn't doing it here, I'd be doing something else. I'd be doing it someplace else. It just may not be called the HO. It'd just be called Claude. Just Claude. Just Claude. That's, that's what's so interesting too, because it sounds like you kind of followed your own vein of curiosity and what drew you, what, you know, what helped you become who you are today. And it wasn't just you're um, aspiring for it. You're setting a smart goal and you're doing it. It was, I'm follow. I'm really genuinely authentically following my curiosity here. I mean, you could put a smart goal in front of me and I would be like, I don't understand what they <laughs> Yeah. Like I just, I'm not, I'm not wired that way. I'm I'm not. And that's, uh, you know, by the way, I thought that was a real default of mine for a very long, like a, like a a negative of mine that I'm not wired that way. Um, But I am wired to be in touch with who I am and Mm -hmm. to know when to hold them and when to fold them. And I had a wonderful, wonderful career in advertising as a strategist. It did me well. I'm extremely grateful for all the companies I worked for. And at the end of the day, I just really liked working with the teams better. I just didn't, it didn't matter to me if it was blue, gray, red, capitalization or not. And there's so many people that are a lot better at it than me. And this is where, you know, this is my superpower is, is people, it's humans, it's taking care of people. Mm -hmm. I remember our last conversation, we talked about that that wiggle that it takes to get to where you want to go. Sometimes it's getting different people in your community or mentors or a coach or other people that help guide your way for you, because it's not, I don't really know anybody that has a crystal clear path, regardless of how successful they seem, they had to wiggle to get there. And that that's what inspires me about you, Claude, is that you're just open about it. Like I wiggled to get here. I didn't just arrive one day. Can you talk a little bit about the people that came around you to help bring you to this realization that this is really the work you're meant to do? Yeah, I mean, I have to always mention my Nana, who who died four and a half years ago at 101, who is really the person who I, I really feel like in many ways emotionally raised me. She helped me see that, you know, that empathy was a good thing. It was my superpower that I didn't have to hide it. And it was okay that I was super sensitive what my job would be, would be to figure out how to not be a sponge all day. You know, that's one of the things oh, that yeah. seriously helped me. My parents, of course, you know, uh, they're probably the most generous people I know. Um, and I had some great, I had two, you know, aside from Gary, that was, but that's present tense. I had two great female role models way back when that were like the president of the agencies, different agencies I worked at. And I was like, oh yeah, you're, you're pretty hot shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. How'd you get there? Like, how'd you do that? And what felt, you know, I'm a feeling person. So like what it felt like was, oh, they just stuck to their guns. They just continued, even Mm. I'm sure it was very difficult in times, um, but they just continued to rock it. And they rocked it so hard that they became, you know, president of this agency and that agency. And that gave me a lot of, I think that gave me a lot of courage. Mm Mm-hmm. I, well, there is something about borrowing courage from other people. We can read it in a book, but watching it play out in front of you is a different, there is a vibration there that you can follow. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea borrowing courage. I think that's a really cool idea. And then when you return it, you return it tenfold. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank I'm you. sure that people come to you. I mean, I came to you on this call. I was thinking 
I was feeling out, you know, our second meeting together because our first meeting, I was just so nervous. And this meeting, I was excited to come back to you. And I think about that with our mentors, the people we admire, how we do return changed and we return stronger and more courageous than times before and how how powerful that is. I have totally borrowed courage from you over and over again, even watching you. If you don't follow Claude on TikTok, go watch her wiggle it out on TikTok and see how she's shifting her stories and able to say what she wants to say in 60 seconds. I borrow courage from you all the time. Thank you. Well, likewise. Thank you. That's why I wanted to come on here because I think you're, I think you're awesome. And I love what you're doing with your community. And, you know, it, you. It, um, I'm really, I, I am blown away and I am incredibly humbled that I get to show up on a screen with 55 people, you know, mm-hmm. or three people. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, it blows the little clod away. Your eight-year-old Claude would be like, wow. Yeah, eight-year-old Claude, like eight-year-old Claude got glasses. She was super dyslexic. She was like, eh, not feeling it too much. Yeah. Um, that is thank you. so powerful to think about going back in time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. She was a f- real feeler. So I mean, I'm a I'm a real feeler and uh and super sensitive and just couldn't kind of like there were a couple of things I couldn't figure out. And I realized like I'm a late bloomer. I figure things out a little bit later in life and that's cool. And that you carry that with you. Everybody that meets you has permission to bloom when it's their time too. Oh my gosh. As you know what, all I say is like, as long as you bloom and, and blooming looks different for every single person. Cause you could be a daffodil or a rose or a tulip. You could be a freaking palm tree. You still bloom. Yes. That's that's okay. just really encouraging. Let's put let's put that on a bumper sticker. You could be a exactly. You could be a freaking palm tree. <laughs> I'm like exactly that. That idea is everyone needs to hear that. I'm I'm gonna take this clip. We're using this clip. I will tag you in it. <laughs> I know I've got um, a dear friend. And I consider a brother. Nick Gallo is. Um, wanted to come on the porch today and ask you a question. He's the CEO of Compliance Line. He is always talking in the same vein. I love connecting with him. Nick, will you jump on with us and ask Claude a question? We're going to let her go here in just a few moments, but I thought we could wrap up with your question if you're up for it. Yeah, I'd love to. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Claude, how are you? What's up? I'm dying to like get some time with you. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, let's see if my video can start. Ah, I'm on. Hi. Great to meet you. Um, so I've been loving this conversation. Love, uh, both of you guys. Uh, your heart is just so, uh, encouraging. You know, we're all in like our little corners of the world trying to make a difference and seeing somebody on your, you know, uh, you know, on the platform that you're on the platform that you're on, Lindsay, it's just, it's cool how the iron can sharpen iron and, you know, reinforce each other. Um, something you said before, which I loved, I mean, you guys are just kind of uh, freestyling on this, but, you know, we, we all can be sort of that chief heart officer, right? Like, you don't need to work at VaynerMedia and have this sort of really dramatic story. We can all be that in our little corners of the world on, on our little teams and stuff like that. Um, but what I find is that most people are like scared to take that first step. And... Uh, we as individuals, I think, can sort of start to lead with heart and show people that it's right to be vulnerable and it's normal to not have all the answers and all those kinds of things. But like, what would you say 
to help encourage people to kind of step out onto that frozen pond because, you know, they're scared to fall through it. Right. But it's frozen all the way through. You can stand on that. And um, what can, you know, I guess, what can we say to help kind of catalyze that more quickly with folks who you're not interacting with? I mean, because I mean, there's a thousand people in your company or something like that. Like yeah. you're not interacting with all those people and your tone from the top is obviously helpful, but what do you do to help catalyze those individuals? Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna answer the question, like what do I do internally? And then what do I, how, how would I answer that question just for the non-Vayner people? Yeah. Um, so internally, you know, I've, I've created something called Culture Champions and they really helped me scale the message quite a bit. That's and smart. the message is like, what, what is our culture? What makes us tick? And the fact is, is that every single person's gonna say something very similar and every single person's gonna say something unique and different. Mm -hmm. And some of that unique and different is really gonna touch someone mm -hmm. in a way that maybe how I say it doesn't or how I say it is like, oh yeah, it's God, whatever, whatever. But the fact of having other people have the evidence that this shit works, excuse my French, right. like it works. This is not Kool-Aid that we're drinking there. It's actual water. In fact, the one day I said to Gary years ago, six years ago, I was like, yeah, 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 blah, 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 I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. He's like, it's not effing Kool-Aid, Claude. It's water. It was such right. a thing for him. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, so, but we ask people, we, have, we give so much autonomy and so much runway to every single person. Yes, there's a job description, but we hire for skill set fit and culture addition. We want you to show up and bring whomever you got yeah. consistently, though. That's the thing. That's the only thing I ask for. Come consistently. Bring your authentic self consistently. If you can't, then we really need to chat because something's going on. Right. What I would say to the external world, though, is like, yes, you don't need the title. You just need to start doing it like right. you already if you have a heart if you have a heart to do this if you have a heart to help if you have a heart to really be that mentor that sherpa that guy to be non-judgmental to hold space to really show up every single day and be like how can i help how can i help how can i help how can i help then continue to do that because you already then have built up an enormous right. body of evidence that you got this you don't need the title you got this so start doing it Whatever it is, you want to have scavenger hunts online, have scavenger hunts. You want to do a book club, do a book club. You want to hold courageous conversations, great. You want to bring in speakers, great. And if you need to share at some point to your CEO or your board that like this works because you need some quantum qual, do a survey prior and then do a survey six months later and see how engaged and happy and like elated people are. And you just need a little bit of data to do that, that quantification or that qualification. Like do a freaking Google form and ask five questions on it. And just, you have a baseline and then you have something, you know, afterwards to show, exactly you know, exactly it. And by the way, you don't even need any money. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Yeah. So thank you, Nick. Great. It's yeah. Great thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I mean, you kind of, you guys kind of touched on it earlier. Um, the last thing I'll say is we're just shedding this armor that we've brought into the corporate world over the last hundred years. We're just being, normal human beings, like how you'd be with your neighbors. It's okay to be like that at work and treat other people like normal human beings. What that's a concept. It. That's it. What a, what a, <laughs> exactly. Thanks Thank a lot, Lindsay. So much. Yeah, absolutely, Nick. Thank you for coming on. And Claude, I know that we would love to hang on to you and learn more from you. And if people, if you don't already follow Claude, she's on LinkedIn all the time. She's on TikTok. 
she's not doing dances. She is <laughs> teaching us about emotional <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> Maybe she'll do a dance. I don't know. We'll see. And um, I know that your message just resonates so strong with so many people, Claude, this idea of bringing humanity to the workplace, giving space to listen, which I know you always talk about, and allow people to be human and give them their autonomy. I want to do everything I can to keep telling the world about your message and your work. Where should we, where's the best place to follow you right now? Do you have a mailing list? How can we be in your world? Oh, I love it. Thank you. Um, LinkedIn is awesome. And okay. I respond to anyone that writes, writes me, you know, Instagram for sure. Uh, and then you can go to my website and like, um, you know, just connect and then, and there you go. Yeah. Any which way I'm, I, I, the more the merrier, because it means that we're doing something together. You know, it, it does take a many, many a village to do this work. That's so, so thank true. you for having me. This is the best. And uh, I really love your community. So Thank you everyone for your, your attention and your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Claude. You made my month, truly. I'm going to go back and watch this. And I just so appreciate you. Thank you for letting me borrow courage from you throughout this last year. It means the world to me. I'm and until next time, we will see you all on the porch. Thank you, friends. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Lindsay. Thank Bye. You.